what's your favorite genre then? Is it that kind of big ideas, here's a whole way of looking at the universe kind? Or is it is it really that you just slid across to watching the fantasy action sci-fi on Netflix? I, d- I did certainly enjoy the big, the, the space opera type, you know, sort of thousands of years from now, from now and, and lots of species and intergalactic battles and all that stuff. I, that, that's what I've sort of enjoyed. But I, I do also like this hard sci-fi, this, you know, what, you know. And by hard sci-fi, you mean really closely based on plausible science. V- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Very sort of Michael Crichton, Philip K. Dick, those sorts of things. Do you think that science fiction is important in helping us imagine the future and what role science can play in the future? If done well, and 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 by that it's not just in in writing, but you know Hollywood. There there are some very good Hollywood movies. Which, that what are the good ones then? What are the ones that you think now that that is going to help us think the right way about the future? Oh, okay, now you've put me on the spot. <laughs> I mean, what? There's good science fiction and there's very bad science fiction. You know, Prometheus is an example of very bad science fiction. What's bad about? Well, okay, what you don't have to be too specific about specific things. What's bad about bad science fiction? When it Having takes said it, when that, it takes it, you're not it, yeah. too sensitive about people going, oh, um, then they made a wormhole. I don't mind that. I don't. I think if it's if it's just meant to be fantasy, that's absolutely fine. As I always say, in science fiction, the clues in the second word. It's fiction. It's an imagined world. That's what fiction is about. But it's when it takes itself seriously and tries to show this is what the world really could be like. Uh, and gets very basic bits of physics wrong, then you know th- those sort of things jar. But I mean, I mean, there are examples. I don't mind things like in the original Blade Runner. You know, Harrison Ford, the, the opening of the Blade Runner, Harrison Ford sitting outside reading a newspaper, eating some street food, and you've got flying cars overhead. That was meant to be set in the year 2019. It was made in, in the 80s, right? So now there are no flying cars. But they're all reading newspapers. There's no, no one, they haven't imagined <laughs> smartphones, you know, scouting through. So it's difficult to predict the future. And I don't mind getting, you know, people getting predictions wrong. It's when it's just very, you know, spaceships going meow past you in, in, in the vacuum of space. <laughs> <laughs> that that's the classic, you know. In, in, in well, we're silence. actually we're going to come on to <laughs> what science fiction gets really wrong about science because we uh, well, it'd be interesting to hear what you think, and we also put out a bit of a social media call on that. So we're going to pick up on that specifically. I just want to come back to mm. this idea of science fiction dystopias because, I mean, in one sense, I think that genre just reflects a certain strand in how we are thinking about now, as all science fiction arguably does. But in another way, certainly for me, it worries me that thinking apocalyptically about yeah. the future then actually shapes the way we see ourselves in oh, relation ab- to the ab- future. Absolutely. You, know, you talk to anyone who's saying, look, artificial intelligence is coming at us very, very fast. There's the understandable concern society has about, you know, am I going to lose my job? to automation or to a robot, fine. But it's the Terminator example and, and Skynet. You know, people think, you know, with artificial intelligence coming, that robots are going to control the world because they've been infected by this dystopian uh, 
view of you know what what the AI the might do. What's the worst that can happen? This. Yeah, and the same with genetic engineering, and the same with uh, um, nanotechnology, for example. That you know is the worst case scenario: science gone bad, or science being used by by bad people. Could you use dystopian science fiction to help us think better about the future, or is it? Or do you think that? Focusing on a worst case scenario is always going to be a, a, I think a it, bad influence. I think it can, it can help us because a lot of science fiction ha has buried within it very strong moral and, and ethical arguments. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you, you know, Kurt Vonnegut, for example, writes very excellent fiction that makes you really think about you know the, the morality of, 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 of the story, but. Um, Yes, if it makes us think about what pitfalls might be there and what to avoid and how to build in ethics and regulations into the science we're doing now, that's a, a good thing. But we don't have to always pick the worst case scenario. You know, you want a sense of threat. Obviously, that's entertainment. That makes makes it interesting. But you know, I'm choosing something that could happen just naturally. It's no one's fault. But, you know, are we able, is humanity able to pull back from the brink using science for good, not evil? <laughs>